You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. All right, man. So when we sing 100,000 failures disappear, and that does something to me. Does it do something to you? Because, man, there's so there's more than that for me. Like, if you knew me, you would know that there's way more than 100,000 failures. And then they disappear because of the holiness of God. They disappear because Jesus took all those failures on Himself at the cross. And when He said, it is finished, man, it counted for me. And it counted for you. And that's so powerful and it's so special. And we sing these songs because it's truth. And as we sing these, man, it shapes who we are. It shapes what we believe about God. And we've been talking about the Holy Spirit the last two weeks. This is week three of this series and it's the the final week. But before we get into the Spirit, I just want to know if there's any Arkansas Razorback fans in this room. Man, I didn't think there would be, but just in case y'all didn't know, Liberty beat them yesterday, and it was probably the biggest win in program history for Liberty University. So I wore my Liberty shirt just to celebrate. It was kind of, I almost wore Georgia, but I mean, we're expected to win, right? We're national champions. So I wore Liberty because we weren't expected to win. And if you guys need a secondary team to root for, I would just say Liberty is a good choice. They love Jesus. Um, and I think that they play with a little bit of that Holy Spirit on the field, if that's possible. So, man, in week one of this series, we asked a very important question. Are you adequately experiencing the reality, the power, and the presence of the Holy Spirit? And, and I'll let you guys know that as I, was, as I was writing this paper in seminary about the Holy Spirit, That was one of the questions that I had to answer. Am I experiencing the reality of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit? And I realized, man, my answer was, I hope so. Like, I hope I am. I don't know if I am. I mean, I think so, maybe so, probably not. Depends what day of the week it is. Like, I just don't know if I'm doing it. And I think that's a question that we have to answer as Christ followers each and every day. Are we truly experiencing the reality of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit? And then last week we got to see some of the things that the Holy Spirit does. Right? We got to see that the Holy Spirit gives us freedom. He gives us new life. He gives us freedom from the guilt of sin, from the power of sin. He adopts us into the family of God, not because of anything we do, but because of what He's done. And He says, hey, I want you to be a part of my family, and we're adopted into the family. And then we see not only does He give us hope for the future, but He gives us help right now. And if you're honest this morning, I think we would say, man, the hope for the future is great, and I really want that, but I need some help right now. Like, there's some stuff going on in life right now that I need some help with, and we can, we can find in Scripture the truth that the Spirit is there to offer and provide that help for you and for me. The problem is, 
we go back to the question. Are we actually experiencing the presence and the power of the Spirit in our life? And again, I hope so, right? And I don't want that to be our answer. I want us to be able to leave this place and say, yes, emphatically, yes, I am experiencing the reality of the presence and the power of the Spirit. But how can we actually live it out? Because that's what we really want to know. We want to get really practical and say, okay, so we, we talk about the Holy Spirit. You know, we understand to some degree that the Holy Spirit, God, they're the same, but they're different. Like We kind of get it, kind of don't get it, but we, we understand that that is the concept. We understand that when, when we give our life to Jesus, when we begin a relationship with Him, then the Spirit is poured into us. Man, we get it. That's cool. But what does it look like for us to live in that? What does it look like for us to live it out on an everyday basis? And I, I think that if we, can, if we can look at Scripture, obviously, but then if we can think about how we live every day, then I really believe that practically we can begin to take steps. And we're not trying to take big leaps here, right? We're trying to take our next step of faith. And we're going to do that together today. But how many of you have ever heard sp spiritual gifts? Anybody ever heard about spiritual gifts? Okay, that's a big church thing, right? Spiritual gifts. It's not just a church thing. It's a, it's a Bible thing, right? The, the Bible talks about it. But I think that a lot of times we, we hear spiritual gift and some of us are like, yeah, I have no idea what that means. Some of us are like, yeah, so spiritual gifts, I got this one and this one and this one and this one, and then, great, you got it. What are you doing with it? Like, there's a lot of questions that happen. So I want us to get really basic to understand what spiritual gifts are, really, but how we can live it out. And I believe that if we can do this, then we can start to actually experience the reality of the Spirit in our lives. Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians Chapter 12, verse 1 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. So he's writing a letter to a church, and he's saying, Hey, so here's spiritual gifts. I don't want you to be uninformed about this. I want to explain this to you. And I think that's a great verse for us. Like, I don't want us to be uninformed about spiritual gifts. I want us to, to understand where they come from, I want us to understand what they're for. And then I want us to understand how we can actually live it out in our everyday life. In Romans 1, 11 and 12, we're going to skip around a lot. All the verses will be on the screen for you. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both, both yours and mine. So this verse gets taken out of context a lot because this is Paul, again, writing a letter to Christ followers. So if you're a Christ follower, this would be a letter to you. And he says, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. So some people have taken this and said, Well, the Spirit doesn't give us the gift. Paul is imparting the gift. But Paul is actually saying, Hey, the Spirit has given me a spiritual gift and I want to impart my spiritual gift to you to strengthen you. So what this does is it tells us what the spiritual gifts are for. So I just two really quick things. Number one is this. 
Spiritual gifts are for strengthening others. And Paul says this. He says, hey, I, I can't wait to see you. And I want to impart a spiritual gift so that I, I can strengthen you. He's not saying I want to give you your spiritual gift. He's saying, hey, I've been given spiritual gifts and I want to use those gifts to strengthen you. And I think that it's important for us to understand that our gifts from the Spirit aren't necessarily for us, but they're to strengthen the faith of other people. But this is what I think's happened is I think that we've gotten so wrapped up in, hey, what is my spiritual gift that we don't realize that the, the point of the gift is to strengthen someone else's faith. So this is what I would say this would look like practically. If you know that someone is struggling in their faith and they're barely hanging on and somehow you come and you strengthen their faith, then that is the goal. Right? The goal isn't to know what your spiritual gift is. The goal is that we become people that desire to strengthen the faith of someone else. And do we wake up every day saying, hey, today I want to strengthen someone else's faith. And I think if we're faithful in that, then, then the Spirit doesn't let that go to waste. And He says, hey, so as you're strengthening someone else's faith, I want to reveal to you what your spiritual gifts are, and then you can use these gifts to strengthen their faith even more. I think we get so wrapped up in trying to figure out what the gift is that we lose sight of, hey, the goal is to strengthen someone else's faith. It's not for you to, to have these abilities that you can use. Because there's some really good leaders, there's some really good teachers, there's some really good administrative people that do it for a living. That It's not a spiritual gift for them, it's just a talent and they're really good at it. They don't depend on God. Here's the thing about spiritual gifts. If the Spirit isn't the one doing it, then it's not a gift from Him. So you can be really good at doing a lot of stuff. You can be really good at arguing. How many of you is good at arguing? That's what I'm talking about. I, I expected a lot more females' hands to go up right then. But you can be really good at arguing. That doesn't mean that's your spiritual gift. You're just good at it, right? You can be really good at talking to people. It doesn't mean it's a spiritual gift. Here, here's the thing about spiritual gifts. That unless it's, we're operating in the Spirit then we're not operating as a spiritual gift. It's just that's the, that's, the, that's the bottom line of spiritual gifts, right? That it's not a talent that we have. It's a gift that's given to us from the Spirit. And it's given to us to strengthen the faith of others. So I really think that the basic problem isn't trying to figure out what your spiritual gift is. And I'm not saying that's bad, right? Our, our small groups, everybody that's in a small group has taken a spiritual gift assessment in the last three weeks. We've done that as small groups together. And we've gotten some, some ideas of what our spiritual gifts may be. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's good to, to know what they are. But that's not the basic fundamental problem. The basic fundamental problem is we're not people that wake up desiring to strengthen the faith of someone else. That human nature is to gripe and complain about stuff. That human nature is to say, woe is me. That human nature is to say, hey, I know you're going through a lot, but it's really your fault. You shouldn't have made those stupid decisions. And I'm going to worry about me. That's human nature. I think once we become people that desire to strengthen the faith of someone else, 
then the spiritual gifts really become clear to us because the Spirit says, hey, now your heart's in the right spot to actually operate in these gifts. We can't just figure out what our gifts are and start operating in them thinking that, man, we're magically okay now because we know what our spiritual gifts are. That's not how it works. It starts with the Spirit changing your mindset, right? We talked about that. To the renewing of your mind. Think about spiritual things. And then once we begin to do that and we begin to desire to strengthen the faith of someone else, I believe the Spirit begins to reveal to us what those gifts are and we begin to use those to strengthen the faith of people more and more and more. Number two is this, not just strengthening others, but also encouraging others. We see again in Romans 1, 11 and 12, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So Paul, and I can, I can see this happening to me, Paul saying, hey, so I'm pretty good, right? My spiritual gifts are great. This isn't what he was saying, but this is how I would feel if I wrote this. Is that, hey, I want to come to you and impart some spiritual gift to you because I want to strengthen you. And I can see reading that verse and saying, well, man, that makes it seem like I'm really important and that my spiritual gifts are more important than their spiritual gifts. So I'm going to write another verse and I'm going to say, hey, actually, we're going to mutually encourage one another. I'm going to encourage you with my spiritual gifts and I'm looking forward to be encouraged by your spiritual gifts. The idea of spiritual gifts is that faith is strengthened and encouraged because of the gifts within us. How many of us wake up every single day thinking about how we can strengthen and encourage someone else? And this is an important question. This is a fundamental question for us if we want to practically live out a life in the Spirit. Because it can't be about us anymore. It can't be about us. It's got to be about how God is going to be glorified and how He's going to use us to strengthen the faith of someone else. So what does it look like? What does it look like practically to do this? And what's a really quick, brief explanation of spiritual gifts? And this is, this is just what, what I wrote down from these verses. Is a spiritual gift is an ability given by the Holy Spirit to express our faith effectively for the strengthening of someone else's faith. So we have faith as a, as a believer. And what a spiritual gift is, is the ability to effectively express our faith so that we can strengthen someone else's faith. That's what a spiritual gift is for. It's to strengthen and encourage other people. That's all great. Cool, We're, we got that. Everybody go with that part. Because... I think that that's the fundamental, the fundamental aspect of spiritual gifts is what we desire. If we desire to use our spiritual gifts so people say that we're, we're better or that we're awesome or that we have some kind of special thing, then we're not operating in the spiritual gift and we're actually operating completely different than the way that the Spirit would have us live life. Because it's not about people looking at us it's about how we can truly strengthen and encourage someone else. And then we see in Romans 12, verses 3-6, through 6, it says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, 
but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. And then Paul says this, let us use them. And then he goes and lists some of the gifts. So the point of today is not to break down all the spiritual gifts. The point of today is to understand what the spiritual gifts are for, where they're from, and then how we can live those out. Paul says, hey, so here's the deal. At the end of, of this, he says, hey, use them. When you, when you have them, use them. But he starts off by saying, hey, don't think that you're special because you have some spiritual gifts. Because your spiritual gift is different than your spiritual gift, and it's different than your spiritual gift, and the measure in which they're given to you is all different. And it's all up to God how much you get, what you get, right? It's not us. And Paul says, hey, because of this, don't think that you're some special person because you have a certain spiritual gift. And don't think that you're less than either because you don't have a certain spiritual gift. That God has assigned a certain spiritual gift or gifts to people and the, the amount of that gift is up to Him. And we talked about this at my small group this past Sunday night. I said, man, this is something that I've had to learn because I look at these, these pastors who have these really big churches and I'm like, man... So their spiritual gifts must be like way up here. These people are awesome. What am I doing wrong? And Paul would say, hey man, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I just think your spiritual gifts are different. So you're just given a certain gift and a certain amount based off of God's grace. It's all grace given to us. And it's a varying measure of that grace. And he says that, and then he, he jumps into, hey, but guess what? You're all one body. We're the body of Christ, as Christ followers. And we all have different functions. So what are our different functions? And the, there's a lot. And if you do something, if you're on the serve team here at Impact Church, then you, you are functioning in the body of Christ at Impact Church. But it's not just here. It's not just the local body, right? We function as part of the, the global body of Christ. And we all have different functions. And the spiritual gifts help us function in those different ways. So maybe for some of you, your spiritual gift is exhortation, right? I know that's a fancy word, but it just means encouragement. Maybe your spiritual gift is to encourage and to lift people up. And it doesn't mean that other people can't encourage. It just means that the Spirit has given certain people a little more, right? That they can encourage a little differently. They can encourage maybe a little, a little deeper because they have the spiritual gift to do so. We're all called to exhort as Christians. That's a calling for all of us. So you'll find that these spiritual gifts... Uh, there's probably half of them that we're all called to do as Christians. So it's not that we don't get to do it because we don't have the spiritual gift. It's that those who have the spiritual gift just do it a little differently because they have the Spirit working through a gift that maybe I don't have. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't encourage people if I don't have the spiritual gift of encouragement. Like, that's a cop-out. Don't do that, right? We're supposed to do that as Christ followers. So where are these spiritual gifts from 
It's from the grace given by God. It's all grace. And it's from the faith given by God. It's nothing that we do. It's the, it's the grace of God poured out on us in varying measure. And it's, it's the faith that He gives each of us to operate in those spiritual gifts. And I know that this can be really confusing. We're going to wrap this up at the end and just be really practical. But I, I want you to know that the, it, the spiritual gift is for strengthening and encouraging other people. And it's from God. He determines the spiritual gift. He determines how much. And He's the one that gives us the faith to operate in those spiritual gifts in the first place. So we see that this isn't about us at all. That it's from God to strengthen and encourage other people. So that's, that's what they're for. That's who they're from. And then we see this. And this is, this is how I want to kind of tie all this together. So even if you've zoned out for the first 10 minutes, this is when I really want you to pay attention. It says this in 1 Peter chapter 4, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Here's, here's four things really quick from this passage. Is number one is this. Each person that has given their life to Jesus has a spiritual gift. So if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, bro, I don't think I got one of those. Like, I just, it just, <laughs> it ain't for me. I, I've never, never really felt that. I haven't experienced that. I want you to know that if you've given your life to Jesus, that you have a spiritual gift, at least one. You probably have multiple, but you have at least one. And we see that from this passage. It says, as each has received a gift. All of us as Christ followers have a gift. And then it says, we are stewards of God's grace. We are stewards of God's grace. Here, here is the most important part of all of this to me. Is that spiritual gifts are the grace of God poured into our life. And he says that we are stewards of that grace. How are we stewarding the grace of God? And usually when we talk about stewardship, we talk about money, right? Are you being good stewards of, of your money, of your time, all this stuff. But here we see that we're to be good stewards of the grace of God. What does that mean? To me it means this, that God has poured grace into me and into you. And we have the opportunity to take the grace that He's given us through the faith in Him, and we have that opportunity to show that grace to the world. We have the opportunity and the obligation as Christ followers to steward that grace to other people. Not to hold it all in and say, man, this grace is for me. Like, I deserve it. You don't. Right? And I don't. But He's given us the ability and the opportunity to steward the grace that He's given. So what are you doing with the grace of God in your life? Are you just soaking it all up and saying, hey man, this is awesome. Man, I'm a sinner. 
Jesus came on a rescue mission for me. He died. He saved me. I gave my life to Him. This is amazing. Thank you for your grace. And that's it? Is that your life? Or are you pouring that grace and showing that grace to the world? And practically, if you're not doing that, then you're not experiencing the reality of the presence and the power of the Spirit in your life. Because the Spirit has imparted these gifts to you from God, and He says, hey, so this is how you steward my grace, is through these spiritual gifts. I've given you these gifts so that you can show my grace to other people. And by doing that, you're strengthening and encouraging their faith. Are you being a good steward of the grace of God in your life? Or are you just soaking it all up and saying, man, this is awesome. God loves me so much. And He does, man. And I want you to say that. It is awesome. But it can't stop right there. If we want to truly live out the spiritual gifts, if we truly want to experience the reality of the presence and the power of the Spirit, then we have to begin to allow the Spirit to use us in ways that strengthen and encourage other people by showing God's love to the world. There's a reason that we talk about knowing God's love and growing in God's love and showing God's love to the world. It's because once we know the love of God on a personal level, then the Spirit is within us. We have these spiritual gifts, and as we grow in that grace, as we grow in that love, we begin to show that to other people. So then guess what? The process continues, and then they know God's love, then they grow in God's love, and then they begin to show God's love to the world. It's multiplying for the kingdom. How are you stewarding God's grace in your life? Are you hoarding it? How many hoarders do we have? I mean, if my wife doesn't raise her hand, then she's lying in church. How many hoarders do we have? Go, let's be honest. Who hoards stuff? Man, we're preaching on lying next week. I'm changing, I'm changing that topic. But man, we all are hoarders in a sense because we hoard the grace of God in our life. We hoard it, and we're like, man, so yeah, they probably do need some grace, but I ain't the one to show it to them. And the Spirit's saying, you are the one to show it to them. It is you. I've imparted these gifts to you so that you can do that. We have to stop holding it in, and we have to let it out. And sometimes that's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to talk to people about Jesus. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to to ask someone what they're going through or ask someone if you could pray for them or whatever it may be for you to strengthen and encourage their faith. For a lot of us, it's just easier to just kind of step away, to walk away and say, hey man, so I'll pray for them, but I'm going to secretly pray for them. And man, if that's you, at least keep secretly praying for them, right? But man, how much more effective would it be if we just said, hey, I just want you to know that I'm praying for you. 
I just want you to know, I don't even have to know what's going on in your life. I don't need the details. I don't need all the juice. I don't care about the gossip. I just know that you're hurting and I want to somehow strengthen and encourage your faith. Because guess what? I've been where you are and someone used their spiritual gifts to strengthen and encourage my faith. That's what we do as a body of Christ is that we strengthen and we encourage one another to continue to function the way that we're supposed to function. And every function is just as important as the next function. And then I want to encourage you with that. There's no way that I would ever sign up and, and be on the serve team back there. And back there is where the little kids are. Like, I would never, ever volunteer to go back there. Ever. Now, if they really needed me and they asked me, I'd go reluctantly. But some people, man, their function is to be back there with those kids. I don't know why, but I think it's because God knows that somebody's got to be back there. Right? Somebody's got to be the pinky toe. Somebody's got to be like the right hand, pinky fingernail. Like there's all these functions, man. And if you don't think you need your pinky toe, cut it off and see. You need it. Like it matters because when you don't have it, it changes things a little bit. You walk a little differently. Your balance gets a little off. And you may think, hey man, it's just a little toe. It's like, yeah, but that little toe is holding up all the... I was going to say how much I weighed, but holding up all this weight. Because every member matters. You matter in the body of Christ. Every single person in this room, you matter. And I want you to know that. I want you to be encouraged by the fact that you matter. We talked last week, the Spirit adopts us into the family of God. And once we are a part of the family of God, man, we begin to operate as members of the body of Christ. You're not just some person. You're not just some number. You're not just some name. You are a child of God and you are a part of His family. And because of that, you are valuable. And it's all because of Him. And we're going we're gonna to close with this because it is all about Him. The end of 1 Peter 4.11 says, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be what? Glorified through Jesus Christ. And then it says, to Him belong the glory. The number one reason that we receive spiritual gifts is to glorify God. Everything we do in life is to glorify Him. We were created to bring Him glory. That's the reason that we were created. Are you glorifying God with your life? All the things that you do, all your hobbies, all the activities, everything with your family, at work, everywhere you go, are you glorifying God with all of that? Because everything you have has been given to you by Him. And our job is to respond to all that He is with everything that we are. And that's how we bring Him worship. That's how we bring Him praise. That's how we bring Him glory. It's all about Him. It always has been. It always 
will be. Romans 11.36 says, For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. Listen. From Him, through Him, and to Him. Everything is about Him. He's given us everything through His power, through His love, through His Son. And then everything that we have is to go back to Him and worship. Now we are created to live a life that glorifies God. Are you living that life? And some of you, you just think, man, I don't, I don't know that I can do that. Like, I don't have time. I don't even have time to think about anything in my life. Like, there's busyness everywhere. And it doesn't slow down. We think that we get to a certain stage in life and that the, the busyness goes away and then you realize, man, it didn't go away. It just changed. Like it used to be busy chasing these babies around and now it's busy fighting with them because they think they know everything, right? Like it's just a, it, it doesn't stop. And then we're, we're busy with work. We're busy with family. We're busy serving maybe at the church. There's a lot of stuff that's going on and we, we sit back at the end of the day or the end of the week and we we can ask ourselves this question, did I glorify God with my life today? And a lot of times, at the end of the day, we can say, man, you know what? I didn't even think about God today. Stuff just kept going and going and going. And man, He might have crossed my mind for like a second and that was it. I just kept going about my day. Nothing in my thought process was to glorify God. And man, sometimes I get to the end of the day and I think, man, what did I do for the kingdom today? What did I do for the glory of God? Was I, was I truly living in the Spirit? Man, and I answer that question, and I mean, I'm going to answer honestly, and I'm going to say some days... No, I didn't do anything for the kingdom of God. I drove an hour to work. I did some stuff at work. Maybe work, maybe not. But I did something while I was there. Don't even remember. I drove an hour back home. My family's there. Try to spend some time with them. Try to do the dishes so my wife's happy. Right? Man, all this. And then it's time for bed. And I'm not a Facebook or a social media scroller when I lay down. That's just not me. I might play some Mario Kart. Just throwing that out there. But no, nah, I'm not a social media guy really. And then I'm just laying there and then all these thoughts start running through my head while I'm laying down in bed. It's like, man, what did I do today? What did I do at work that glorified God? What did I do when I got home with my family, with my first ministry, the ones that I'm supposed to lead more than anyone else? What did I do with them to glorify God? Am I truly experiencing the reality of the presence and the power of the Spirit? 
because the Spirit and all these gifts that I may have, and they mean nothing. They mean nothing if I'm not glorifying Him and not allowing Him to use those gifts to strengthen and encourage the faith of other people. See, our gifts are given by God to put on display God's glory. Are you doing that in your life? Are you putting on display the glory of God through your marriage, the way that you parent, at work, at the ball field, wherever you go? Are you putting on display the glory of God? And this is something that we have to do. And every single person in this room has to make this decision. We have to get to a place where we say, I don't matter as much as He does. My feelings don't matter as much as He does. Experience some temporary happiness doesn't matter as much as He does. Even earthly relationships that we have, they don't matter as much as He does. When we begin to put our focus strictly on God, then everything else in our life begins to fall into place because then and only then we begin to experience the reality of the presence and the power of the Spirit in our life. Some of us, have, we've, we've experienced a little bit, right? We've been enchained. We've been broken. We've been hurting. We've been without hope. We've needed some kind of encouragement. We've just been really beaten down at times. And we see that through that, we come out on the other side closer to God. And we have those moments. And it's those moments that the Spirit is doing what the Spirit does. And it's sad, but it's true that it oftentimes takes those moments for us to allow the Spirit to move in our life. And God says, hey, don't let it take that. Like, just allow the Spirit to move into work all the time. And we're down here as humans saying, yeah, it ain't that easy, man. Right? It's just not that easy. But you know what? And this is what I've always, always believed. I've always said this. And I'm a, you can push back if you want. But I really don't think it's that hard. I think we just make it hard. We have the, the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. If we have that kind of power, man, it can't be hard. But we make it hard because we care about all this other junk in life. And we're not putting on display the glory of God. Man, my, my challenge for you is that you begin to put on display who God is in everything that you do, everywhere that you go, that it all comes back to Him. That when you leave your house in the morning, wherever you go, that you go with the expectation that you're going to allow the Spirit to use you to strengthen and encourage someone else's faith. And through that, God gets the glory. And it's all about Him. It always has been. It always will be. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. 
In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.